Recording live from the Northeast Georgia Business Radio X studio, this is Northeast Georgia Business Radio. Welcome to a special episode of Northeast Georgia Business Radio. Normally we talk business. Today we're going to shy away from that a bit. On this special episode, we'll be talking about something that affects all of us, mental health. There's an effort here in Northeast Georgia to bring more resources to address mental health through educational programs, advocacy and support for individuals and families affected by mental illness, and a toll-free helpline. I'm once again blessed by three remarkable guests, each an esteemed member of the community. Miss Madison Dean with SK Battery. Hi. Hello, Madison. Miss Laney Johnson with Goosehead Insurance. Hello. Hi, Laney. And Miss Tracy Bledsoe with Peace Place Incorporated. Hey, everybody. Hey, Tracy. Ladies, welcome to the Northeast Studio. Thanks for having us, Tom. Um, we really appreciate you reaching out and allowing us to have this platform to talk about something that's really important and something that, you're right, does affect all of us in some way or fashion. I'm just going to start off and talk a little bit about mental health and share some statistics for you all who maybe don't know much about mental health or this is kind of a new thing for you and you maybe don't realize the impact that it has. So one in five adults in the United States experiences mental illness each year. When we talk about mental illness, we're talking about broad spectrum of things, anxiety, OCD, depression, PTSD, ADHD, postpartum depression and anxiety. It's a full range. It's not just your bipolar disorder, schizophrenia that people think of when they think of mental illness. It's a huge range of disorders that a lot of us experience myself. I mean, I'm checking off three of those boxes. (laughs) So I, uh, Proudly go to therapy and take my medication and live my life and contribute to my community and have support for my community for that. So it's not something that we need to be afraid of and to be afraid to talk about. It's really important that we end this stigma around mental illness. Uh, Some more statistics for you. One in six youth in the United States experience a mental health disorder each year. And when I say youth, that's ages 6 to 17. That's a lot of kids. When mental health, mental illness is not appropriately addressed by an individual and their family, it can lead to some really serious issues um, and concerns. And one of those is unfortunately suicide. On average, one person in the United States dies by suicide every 11 minutes. It's the second leading cause of death for teen and young adults, ages 10 to 34. More teens die by suicide than cancer, heart disease, AIDS, birth defects, stroke, pneumonia, flu, chronic lung disease combined. So if you think that mental illness and suicide is not a concern and not a problem for you, your family, your friends, you're wrong. Almost 20% of high schoolers reported having seriously considered suicide in the past year, and almost 10% did attempt. Unfortunately, those numbers are only increasing every year. There was a huge jump after the pandemic. Pediatric suicide rates have nearly tripled since 2007 in children ages 10 to 14. If this doesn't break your heart and 
light a fire in you to get involved and do what you can to try to make these numbers go down or go away, then I don't know what will. I'm going to turn it over to Tracy now, and she's going to talk a little more about what we're doing in the community to address these horrible, horrible statistics. Thanks, Madison. So many of us in this community, as Madison said, deal with mental illness. We serve folks who experience mental challenges, mental health issues. I am the executive director of Peace Place, which is the domestic violence agency that serves our tri-county area, uh, Barrow Banks and Jackson counties. Uh, And so many of our ladies experience some mental health challenges. Of course, they are all in trauma when they come to us because they are fleeing violent homes. And their children also experience these mental health challenges, even if they're not ongoing mental illness, they are in that moment of trauma that is they have to work through and address. It affects every aspect of their lives. Uh, these ladies are truly starting over trying to begin. And it, you know, we always say that if you see yourself as a victim, you're going to behave like a victim. Uh, and so the empowerment part is a huge part of our program and part of empowering these ladies to be able to start anew is addressing their trauma and addressing their mental health issues. What we have discovered is that there is a huge lack of mental health resources in our community. There are not enough counselors. Every agency that is affordable, if there is such a thing, has a very long waiting list. And by the time our women can get in to see a counselor, their time in our program is, is over. Um, and it makes it very difficult to, to serve these ladies and really help them reach that empowerment level and to really start seeing themselves as survivors rather than victims. Another struggle that we deal with is because there are so few homeless resources, we end up with some ladies with us who aren't necessarily experiencing domestic violence, but homelessness. And so many of the homeless people in our community are homeless because as a result of their mental illness, it is the leading cause of homelessness. And these women are in crisis. They experience dramatic mental health crises, and we are not equipped to deal with those issues when they happen. We do not have mental health professionals on staff. We have a, we operate a shelter. It is communal living, and so we have to make sure that everybody in our shelter is safe. And when these ladies have these mental health crises, we don't have a lot of responders. Uh, There are very few resources. There are a couple of resources in the community that you can call and they respond to a crisis, an emergency situation, but the response time is very, it's long. And when somebody is experiencing a crisis, they need help in that moment, not two hours later. This is what brought me to the mental health task force. Judge Sherry Moore, who is the probate judge in Jackson County, has personal experience with suicide in her family, and she was motivated to create this mental health task force because she saw this need as well uh, in her her personal life, but she also saw it on the bench. So many of the folks coming into her courtroom, 
they were mental health crises. And she is having to send folks who were being charged with crimes when really it is a mental health issue. So there's the, well, do they go to jail or do they go to a mental health facility? And how do I make this happen? And can I force them? And the same with our first responders. There was confusion as to how to respond. Whose responsibility is it? Is it the EMT's responsibility? Is it the law enforcement officer's responsibility? What are they legally allowed to do? Because those laws have changed that limits their ability to respond and take care of these individuals who are in these crises. So out of all of these issues, this mental health task force was born. It has been tremendously successful so far. It's definitely still a work in process, but it has brought together those who deal with these issues and who work with these individuals who are experiencing mental health crises or ongoing mental illness. And really, we sit around the table and say, oh, wait, I can do that. I can do this. And it's created this collaborative effort that we didn't have before. And it's cleared up a lot of confusion and really made the process more productive and more efficient. There's still so far to go. There's still a tremendous lack of resources. So there's still a tremendous lack of resources in our community. Members of the task force started researching some other means of support for folks who are experiencing mental health issues. We learned that an organization called NAMI was operating in other counties. And so we really wanted to to investigate and see if this was something that could be useful for, for folks in our county. Lainey, I'm going to let you tell a little bit about NAMI. Well, thank you, Tracy. I appreciate that. Madison, those statistics that you put out are heartbreaking. I mean, heartbreaking. And I think anyone who hears that can relate. The whole reason I even got involved in this mental health task force was because I myself have experienced it. I lost my mom to suicide in 2018. And the more I talk about it, the more I find people who have gone through that same experience. So here I am wanting to make a difference. With the mental health task force, NAMI was brought to the table. NAMI is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. So across the nation, there are 49 organizations with over 600 local affiliates. Right now, Jackson County is being held with Hall County, and Hall County is just very overwhelmed. Madison had done the due diligence in looking into this. They are very excited for us to bring this into our county. We will hopefully be servicing Jackson, Banks, and Barrow County with our affiliate. NAMI's main purpose is to advocate, to educate, to support. And that is what we need most with mental health right now is we need someone who's going to step up and say, this is important. We need someone to educate us on this is what you can do. And then we need support just to say, it's okay to cry. It's okay to scream. It's okay to feel alone because everyone else out there is going through this. COVID really did a number on mental health and mental illness. I know myself, I've gone through depression. I've gone through anxiety. I've had my own fair share of situations, and I don't think that there's one person out there that hasn't had that feeling. NAMI's vision, NAMI Georgia, it is where they want all people who are affected by mental health illness, they want them to live a healthy, fulfilling life that is supported by a community that cares. 
that at the end of the day is going to be the most important thing. We've got so many people who go through this that do care. It's just like, but where do we start? It's so overwhelming. You start thinking about it and you think about everything that goes along with it. You don't know where to begin. So I think NAMI is such a great place to start. They give us the resources to bring into the community on how to go about this. There will be support groups for family members who have no idea how to handle a mental health crisis and their family that they can go to and lean on. They can have support groups for those people who are in crisis to have a plethora of people who are going through it that even if they don't know what to say, just being in the same room as people who can be like, yep, that was me. I know that makes me feel better. Who can benefit from NAMI? A, it's going to be people who are in the mental health crisis themselves, just to have that support system. It's also going to be the families that have people in their family, whether it's your child, your mother, your father, your grandmother, anyone you're close to that is experiencing something that you don't know how to help, it's going to be a resource for you as well. So that's what I love about NAMI. It's not just a let's help the people going through it. It's let's help the people of the people going through it as well. And I think that that's going to really make a difference in our community to better equipped people. It is going to take about a year or so to get the affiliate off the ground with Jackson County. So we really need the community's involvement. We need y'all to help us push this. We need people to be vocal about it. We need people to step up and, and be part of our leadership team because without you guys, we're not going to be able to get this done. But even though it's only going to take, or even though it's going to take a year, Hall County is available right now. If you are having a mental health crisis and you need that resource, Hall is right there to help you. If you've got someone in your family and you don't know how to deal, reach out to Hall. They can, we can at least get the ball rolling and you can at least understand more about what's going on with NAMI through them. And then once the Jackson affiliates off the ground, we can always transition. That is not a big deal. We want the community support. We need the community support. And I know, like I said, my own struggles with mental health and Madison, I'm sure you've got your own, like you said. I am proudly in therapy too. So I'm glad that you brought that up. I think that's important. I think we should all be in therapy personally. Yeah. <laughs> I, my therapist is my favorite person. So <laughs> she, she keeps me, um, able to to do things and live my life and ensures that I feel supported and I'm not alone and um, it it was something I uh, experienced a trauma when I was 16 my boyfriend was killed in a car accident I didn't have the support system that I needed it was a, a very odd situation that I was in, um, just a, a very weird time in my life. My parents tried to get me into therapy, and uh, my therapist left the field um, after two appointments. So I, um, being a stubborn 16-year-old, did not want to find another therapist and share my story with. So I, I kind of had that unresolved trauma that I lived with for a very long time, and it brought out a lot of anxiety and depression found out that I had all of that unhealed trauma, I thought, oh, well, I'm fine. I don't cry anymore. So it's good. Then when I had my son last year, it 
resurfaced and I experienced a lot of postpartum anxiety because I knew what loss was. It brought everything back up for me. I also have ADHD. I wasn't able to take medication when I was pregnant. So it was just a whole (laughs) gambit of things that were thrown at me as I'm going through becoming a mother and trying to be a working mother and all of those things. So I'm proudly back in therapy and able to try to resolve um, and recover from my postpartum anxiety, but also going back and healing some of that unresolved trauma from a long time ago. I'm not going to age myself or try to do math right now. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's something so many people experience personally, even just for a time in their life, a phase in their life, or something that someone they love experiences. And just like you go to the doctor and you seek help when you've hurt something physical on your body, you've experienced some kind of physical trauma, or you have a physical illness, you're, you need to seek help for, for your mental struggles as well. Mental health should not be treated any differently than physical health. Because you take medication for a physical illness that you have, you shouldn't be ashamed to take medication for a mental illness that you have. You go to physical therapy, go to mental therapy. It's those two, I, I just really, I really hate the stigma that's around it. And I do think it's getting better because unfortunately, more and more people are experiencing it. And as they're experiencing it, that stigma is kind of breaking down, but we've still got a whole lot of work to do. So as Lainey was saying, some ways that people can help and get involved, we have planned a community rally Um, where we are hoping to bring out everyone in Barrow Banks in Jackson County to learn about ways that we can all address mental illness in the community. It's going to be Tuesday, September 12th at the Jackson County Agriculture Facility, 8.30 a.m., not too early in the morning, but I will say we are providing free breakfast. We'll have biscuits from Bojangles, Piedmont, Athens Regional is going to be providing juice and water, and then ESP is going to have Java Joy out there serving coffee with their Joy Ristas, which if you've never experienced that, if you're suffering from depression, anxiety, any of those things, those Joy Ristas sure do a great job of putting a smile on your face and brightening your day. So we're really excited. 8.30 a.m. at the Ag Center, Tuesday, September 12th. We're also raffling off a uh, private suite at the Gwinnett Stripers game um, as a fundraising tool just to help us have a little bit of seed money to get this thing off the ground. So if you're unable to attend, we hope that you still um, consider making a donation towards that raffle or just a donation in general. $1 gets you one ticket, $2, two tickets. But with a $20 donation, you can get 25 tickets. And what you win for that prize is 20 tickets to the Gwinnett Stripers baseball game in a private air-conditioned suite, four parking passes, and a beer keg for adults 21 and up. So a really cool prize. Uh, We hope that you can contribute to that. We'll have all of the information on the flyer that Tom will share out. And you can always contact jackson at namiga.org for more information. Also, um, with that, if you're unable to attend in person, we are going to be setting up a Zoom call. So that way you can hop on, heaven forbid, if you're on vacation or just in a position to where you can't physically be there. That way, if you want the information, you can hop on. Also, outside of that, if you're unable to attend, um, we are going to be meeting regularly each month 
with the mental health task force. Um, if you want more information, then you can show up to these events. We do a round table, as Tracy was talking about. It's a very lax atmosphere. It's We've got board members of education. We've got law enforcement. We've got the probate judge. I mean, we've got people there uh, that are can make a difference. And if you even have the smallest idea, it might make the biggest impact. We will figure out a way to get out those dates for those um, meetings. So if you are able to attend or want to attend, we can get with you on that. Tracy, you got anything? Let's talk about the um, the walk. It's October 14th, 9 a.m. Yeah, and we'll have, you'll be able to sign up for the walk at the rally on September 12th. But you can also sign up online. You can go to NAMIGA.org and you can join our team. We have a NAMI Jackson team and all of the fun, it's totally free to participate in the walk, but um, it's obviously a fundraiser tool for NAMI. So if you're able to make a donation there yourself or if you have others, um, friends or family that are willing to support you in that walk, um, the funds from that, um, half of them go to NAMI Georgia so that they're able to continue helping emerging affiliates like ourselves um, with resources and education. And then the other half will actually go to NAMI Jackson right here in your backyard, in your community, helping those that you live and work and play with. We hope that you'll join us for these two really special events. Continue to share the flyers that we're putting out there and just be a, be a good human, be nice to people, smile, and provide a non-judgmental listening ear to those who might need it. Last but not least, if you are in a mental health crisis, please dial 988. That will get you to a person who can direct you to someone that can help. Ladies, thank you for coming in today. That was awesome. Thanks, The three Tom. of you did thank an amazing you, job. Nicely done. Nicely done. Folks, I want to see everybody out at the Jackson County Ag, Ag Facility, Agriculture Facility, whatever you may want to call it. September 12th, we need you there. 8.30 in the morning. It's going to be a great time. Breakfast, they're going to feed us. Seriously, we need your support. Jackson at NAMIGA.org. That's Jackson at N-A-M-I-G-A dot org for more information. For Laney, Madison, and Tracy, I'm Tom Sheldon. We'll see you on the 12th.